0: Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I'm joined by my co-host, Bethany Womack.
1: Hey, Charlie. Thanks for having me here today with you. It's always a highlight of my week doing the show, but I'm most excited that our listeners are here also enjoying what I think is going to be a really good episode with a lot about marketing today. So spoiler. But as always, you know, thanks for choosing us, leave a rating and review, yada, 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 all of those things uh, that really helps our show. This week, we're going to cover something in social media preview the news from empowering pumps and equipment, and then connect you with an industry influencer. But we'll start like we do every week. And Charlie, how was your week? I had a
0: good week. I had um, a tennis game yesterday that really like wiped me out. Um, I hadn't played in a little while. And so, you know, I, w- I was just having a good day. So I was feeling the energy and um, it was really fun to kind of score some points against the coach he played with us. So that was fun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can feel it today. Speaking of coaches, we've had such a great week of, you know, just talking with our leaders, talking with Rob and Mike and it's just been a uh, leadership week and it's been Phenomenal. So lots of stories, lots of fun uh, that I can go into, but you know, listen to the episodes, right? That's one thing that we want to highlight is um, our leadership episodes. Before we get there, Bethany, how was your week?
1: Well, that's right on topic. I feel like a lot of my week has been uh, a lot of focus on the podcast and we had that bonus episode come out and it's a really good product and really good episodes to listen to. I always feel weird saying that because I think they're all good. I think you should listen to all of our episodes all the time. But the last three, I guess you could kind of call them like our special on leadership, right? series. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, like a like a three episode arc for a leadership series that I really enjoyed all of those interviews. They're the last three episodes so you can find them in your feed, but if you haven't listened to them, they're they're really great and you should go back and listen to them. And I just realized like for my week, I don't know what even happened this week. Like all of a sudden it's Friday and I I what did I do? Well, I can tell you
0: because I've okay, been following please. your Instagram <laughs> okay, and <thanks>. it's been <laughs> So fun! If y'all don't do this, then y'all are missing out because she sends us these little stories out there, and we get to see her interacting with her boys and her family. Um, one thing that happened was she posted <laughs> about her son and um, her her dad like plays the piano, and the son Bowen is playing this little guitar. Okay, and <laughs> it is the cutest thing I've ever seen, and I was like, "Can you please send me more of that? Because it's awesome." So my week is made better by Bethany's week. And she did do a lot of editing and sending out stuff for our leadership, um, not just the you know, podcast itself, but also uh, we had different summits and different promotions and graphics and galore there on Bethany's side. So she did a lot of work. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to point out and tell you a little bit about each episode if you miss them. The bonus episode with uh, Knighton, it's Griff, so Mike Griffith. He uh, talks a lot about going back to work. And you really need to think about this because these titles really aren't saying, hey, industry, but these guys are from the industry, they're doing the work, they're out there. And specifically, Griff says, you know, it's different to kind of go back out and be in front of people. So he's going to talk to you about what they did. Unboxing leadership with Mike Shorts, great leader in the industry, so excited to have the opportunity to talk with him. And, you know, he's been in the fluid sealing industry. And that's where I met him at the FSA. Shout out FSA. And, you know, it just, it means a lot. And then y'all know Ralph, Ralph. Uh, you know, there's another leader that we can bring on here, Ralph. Uh, but Rob Kalvarowski, he, he was my leadership coach and really has helped bring attention to the mental health side of leadership. And this is anything, this kind of ties in with Mike said, these emotions, these things that are, are holding us back or getting in our way. And he really goes through that and how we can you know, become better leaders. And I've, I have heard that there are some people that are watching these episodes more than once. So yeah, <laughs> so they're good. So the, I have to just tell y'all like if we know one of them is really good, you know, go back and take a listen to it and For sure. looking forward to yeah, getting into that. So go ahead, Bethany. Uh, I think it's time to get social.
1: This is where we're going to talk to you about something you need to know involving social media or something I saw on social media that I want to share with you. But first, we want to talk to you about how you can actually get social this week.
0: Yes. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out, we are going to have the Empowering Brands Meetup. That's Tuesday, May the 18th. Every third Tuesday, we're having these at 3 p.m. Central Time. Also, just a note, we are going to do a morning session coming up soon because we're missing all of our European friends and they let me know. And so I love that. It's nice and to be missed. It is. And we miss them. So the other meetup that we have scheduled is going to be the Empowering Women's Meetup. It's going to be June the 9th, and that's every second Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. So join us. We absolutely love to get social with you. So come on.
1: Pre-register. I'll have the link in the show notes so you can be emailed the Zoom link and we'll have our cameras on ready to introduce ourselves. We love to see your smiling face as well. So hop on. Yeah. On that note, also, we like to get
0: mentioned. So if you want to mention us at Empowering (laughs) Pumps or using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast. We'll give it back to you. We'll mention you as well. So I actually do really like the shout outs. Now I've had some secret shout outs this week from Vince. Vince, thank you for listening to our episodes, giving us the feedback and, you know, encouraging us every day. So thank you for that.
1: And check out our YouTube because Vince has some le- a lunch and learn video and we're planning to put another one out next week too. So, um, oh, so excellent. those are fun also. Okay. On to our main topic that we're going to talk about for social, which I'm going to have to jump ahead a little bit and say this topic was inspired by your interview that you did today. Uh, You talk all about marketing and the importance of marketing for the industry with Deepak. And so I wanted to prep our listeners for that conversation where he talks about really knowing your customer. And I pulled this great article from B2B Marketing titled seven things you need to know about your customer.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing is, you know, it is to our marketers out there to make sure that Mm -hmm. you know the customers, but it ties straight into sales, which I love, right? And sales and marketing work together.
1: In the interview, he talks about how it's such a vital role to the company as a whole. So really, no matter where you are, you need to be thinking of these things and finding a good marketer, like he says. So yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. So the first one is, what is their biggest... Professional challenges.
0: So, when you're thinking about your customer, what are they struggling with? What problems uh, can you help them solve? And I think that this is how you position yourself as a thought leader, a trusted advisor, um, so that they can come to you and ask you, you know, what should I do here? You know, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Listen to that and see yeah. I mean, what can you offer. If you don't know the answer, you can always look for the answer, and then provide that resource for people. So make sure that you get as much feedback about the product or the situation as you can, in order to give them feedback, right? Give them when they tell you what their struggle is, and their challenge, you know, how can you help with that? Who can you talk to? What books can you read? You know, what then can you Google to to make sure that you know how to be there to support your customers' biggest professional challenges?
1: For sure. Number two on the list is know who their customers are. So just as much time as you spend thinking about your customers and who you need to sell to, they spend that time thinking about their customers and who they need to sell to. And if you can kind of think those two steps ahead – and what they might need, whose attention they're trying to attack attract, what their value proposition is. That'll help give you a deeper insight into their needs and understand how your product can help them more and what the main points that you can use to sell them the product are. And this made me think of game theory it's my new nerdy thing that i'm into um and i've also got some ideas floating around about how game theory could be used for marketing and social media so maybe stay tuned for that and well i need to know a little bit more about game theory i mean come on tell me a little bit more about it so it's a study of mathematical models of strategic interaction Among rational decision makers, I think it was developed back in like the Cold War to basically, especially in like international affairs, to predict how different countries will act, react to different things. And one of the things is, um, if you can, if you can get in the head of the other person and understand what they want out of the situation and convince them that what you want is what they want, then you get a mutually beneficial results. It's all super nerdy. I'm just kind of diving into it and learning about it, but I think it's really neat. And this specific one made me think of that. So please send me your articles, Leroy. I know you're listening and you probably uh, know something about game theory because you're a smart person, but let us, let me know what you think. Cause I want to learn more about it.
0: Yes. I love that. You should give him a shout out because he has been <laughs> just so great about giving the, uh, like breakdown and review yeah. and inspiring me. <laughs> So, so I, I love this. It's kind of the study of people, right? And how they mm-hmm. think. And that falls right into play with what we want to do and helping them get to their goals. So number three is think about their career aspirations. I think this is so key. Uh, and I've had a lot of people kind of reaching out recently. Think about, I guess, long-term investment in people, right? And understanding their personal and their professional goals uh, will help you understand how you can help them. And, and that al- allows you to be able to sell better, right? To sell them something that they need that can advance their career. Um, for example, you know, I love bringing on people here onto the podcast who may need to tell their story, right? Um, so that they can position themselves the way that they need to for success. And so that always, you know, helps me. And anytime that you're, you know, thinking about somebody in maybe a junior or mid-level position, they may not have a lot of swag, right? Or they may not be able. I said swag, but sway. you know, like sway people to to understand where they're trying to go, right? So be a resource for them. Look for ways that you can inspire them and point them in the right direction, even if they're you know not in your company or not even your customer, right? We were talking about earlier, your customer's customer. If yeah. if you understand all of that together and how that works, how this person can help build another person's career, how this person can help uh, with a product launch of some kind. How, how can you connect those people? And then one other note, we work with a lot of different people who, you know, they may change jobs, they may go to a different company. And I think it's really important to know it doesn't matter which company they work for as an individual We understand kind of their value, if you will, um, and what they're trying to accomplish. And so no matter what, you know, that long-term investment in people, no matter what company you work for.
1: Well, how many new customers or new partners have we gotten because our contact went to a different company? Absolutely. Um, So many different examples. You know, yeah. And so so all the salespeople will know that for sure. And as you're thinking of these things in marketing, think of it that way too, is this, you know, emotional connection, like we talked about on the leadership stuff and investing in people. Number four is knowing which of your competitors, your customers working with and why. And so- you've done your SWOT analysis, you know your strengths and weaknesses, you know who your competitors are, and you know what you think their strengths and weaknesses are. But what you need to do is look at it with an empathetic eye through your customer's lens. So see what they're saying. And so you can do that by like looking at social media posts or online forums or other places where they're interacting with your competition. And you know, then also you could talk to your sales team about seeing if they pick up on anything in these conversations with prospects. And then you can look at their marketing and say, like maybe they just do something like the way they talk to the customer in their emails, for example, is a lot more personal than what you're doing. And you can evaluate implementing changes that you think would be better. Yeah.
0: And also made me think about um, collaboration with competitors. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's room for that. I'm seeing that a lot more looking for ways to collaborate together for a common goal. So you may see something in one of your competitors and be like, we could work together on this and be stronger. So that's also something to look at. Number five, their impression of your brand. So what is your customer's impression of the brand? So I like to do this. I uh, love that we're talking about a mystery stopper, but I like to think about it as a good stalker. So I do that for my own company. Good I stalker, do that for, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do it for other companies. I'm, and I say, you know, follow us, you know, I love a good stalker. So we're looking at what somebody you know, would pick up on as your brand? What does that look like? So, you know, look at your website, look at um, your social channels, look, look at how people are responding through telephone calls or emails, right? Like how are people responding to your messages? Um, I think that that is really important. And through, don't forget that we're looking at this through our customer's eye. So you do have to kind of put another hat on and think, what would my customer think about this a better situation is, what would my customer's customer think about this? Um, and so that actively listening on social, uh, tracking how people are talking about your brand, look for common themes. I think it's really important. And look for you know who's mentioning you and, and, and mention, mentioning your customers so that you can understand that better.
1: Perfect. Um, the sixth thing on the list of things you need to know about your customer is you need to know where you're usually going to find them. So... That's talking about, you know, what conferences are they going to attend, both virtual and in person? Uh, We have our big ones in the industry that we know about that we know that our customers are going to be at, but also listening if there's new ones or other ones they're going to be attending. Then where they go to look for content news in the industry, which I know a great news place for the industry (laughs) Uh empoweringpumps.com, you can get your newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week. And then thinking, you know, social media, you know, they're going to be on Facebook and LinkedIn and some of the bigger things, but then also thinking about some of the niche social media places they might be at, like Pinterest. I know you and Michelle did an episode about Pinterest and how to use that for the industry. Maybe they're on a subreddit, which I asked my LinkedIn today if any of them use Reddit for industry things, because I've been looking at it more and seeing, you know, it's niche, it's small, but it might be somewhere that you can find your customers and listen, be an active listener, be an active participant in those conversations. There's just another way to connect.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. And I know I've been on there, been off of there, but there definitely is some, some conversations and some pump-related conversations mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I tagged Patrick Hogue on that and said, because oh, he's the one that introduced me to Reddit um, okay. as an engineer. So look for that in his response. Okay, number seven is you know who our customers' influencers are. And I think this is really important. Who are they following who do they trust? Who are they interacting with? You can see by what they are retweeting, what they're sharing and liking. So pay attention to your customers and who is interacting with them and who they you know care to interact with, right? So um, this is going to help you kind of build relationships with them by building relationships with their influencers. So I, I think that you should look to earn trust of both. And you do that by sending out messages that are relevant to them. One thing I can say about this influencer space is when you start interacting with a powerful inf- influencer, right, and you're adding value back and forth, you can't help but see that as you know observers of LinkedIn. And I have experienced this with uh, Sam Gupta, and you'll see this um, later in a later episode. But just Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this person out. I'm gonna try to understand what they're doing um, and what they stand for and how that could relate to our business. So the pump industry, if you will. And if you have that open mind and you're looking at those influencers in that way, you can tie people, your customers into that and figure out how that person can help your customer. So I really think it's a great tool. It's open to everybody. And I guess I have one last thing to add, and that is, you know, people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And so trust being the key there. But I think that, you know, we can be that person, you know, on online and offline that people can know, like, and trust. And I just, you know, hope that you'll do that.
1: Well, and... When you were talking about influencers, it reminded me that a lot of what we talk about is helping people, our listeners, becoming those thought leaders in the industry. And so that's helping you become that influencer, that person who's driving change in the industry, talking about the topics you want to get discussed. And that's, you know, putting yourself out there, talking it like trying to get on podcasts and being an interview on a podcast, sharing relevant articles, writing for relevant places. And that's what I hope if you're here to get out of this, that's what I hope we're helping give you the tools to do so.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that um, you're going to get better at it every day. You're yes. going to get better at listening. You're going to get better at picking the right people to interact with. You're going to get better at being an influencer yourself. So here's a just a couple tools with the customer in mind. Um, And so don't, don't click off yet. The interview is
1: coming. (laughs) For sure. But before we get there, we are going to preview the news. In the news, this segment, we're previewing the news from the empowering pumps and equipment newsletter that will be delivered to your inbox twice this week. If you're not signed up, you can sign up for that in the show notes. We're going to start out with our person of the week, who is Don Laius. He's the VP of sales for Pi Barker Engineered Solutions.
0: Yeah, and he has a really interesting story. I mean, he started working in the field at age eleven. His uh, dad was in the business and kind of taught him along the way. They were in Lebanon. I'm not sure if that's where they were at the time, but I think it's amazing. He was learning about pumps and valves and boilers from his dad, and and he's still working in this industry today, um, selecting and pricing equipment. So I just think it's really cool to have that family background. I keep hearing these stories.
1: I feel like it's a common theme in this industry, too. Like, I mean, you definitely have new people that come to the industry all the time and they're seeing how great it is. But then there's those people who um, talk about being at a water treatment facility plant at four and thinking it was awesome with their family. I think that was Ari who was telling us that. I was just telling Carter this the other night. Um,
0: I was saying, like, you know, people grow up there and they love it and it's their life. And so, yeah, yeah, it's so true.
1: Cool. You can check out this person of the week. There's a link in the show notes. Also check out all of the people on our website and you can nominate someone that you know. It's super easy. You just put their name and email. We'll contact them and do all the rest for you.
0: Yeah, please do that. We need some more nominations for this. And so um, look forward to seeing those come through. Uh, like she said, it's easy. So I'll be waiting.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the new story that I wanted to talk about today is HydraCell shows versatility with pumping and aggressive chemicals. It's an article by Wanner. So there's a manufacturer of drilling fluids for the oil industry, and they were having problems with pulsating pumps and leaking seals. And to solve the problem, they installed four HydraCell D10 slash G10 pumps with corrosion resistant polypropylene heads. Were installed to help solve these problems that the chemical manufacturer was finding. The sealless design means that there are no mechanical or dynamic seals to leak, wear, replace, and so it's, this is really a case study on on the effectiveness of this product and how it helped this one manufacturer. If you want to read the rest of it, you can click on our show notes and read the specifics about the pumps and and what specs they offer, and you know see if it would work for you. That's
0: awesome! Great job, Bethany. And I'm going to talk about using power sensing to monitor your pump uh, and you know protect your pump. And uh, this is from Load Controls. Uh, they've been giving us some really great resources, um, and so thank you, Load Controls, and Michael McClurg for doing that. Pumps they play a you know increasingly important role in today's manufacturing. We all know that. We know that the global market for pumps is over 60 billion, and it is expected to grow six percent into the future, which is amazing.
1: Every time I hear that I'm like I know this I've read these numbers before but that's huge
0: yes and so it's so important to understand that to understand uh, what's happening with our pumps so proactive monitoring and maintenance is important to avoid you know costly replacements downtime we don't want any of that we want to figure out these ways to use a monitoring system to provide feedback and so load controls has that down and they have this white paper to tell us all about it. So one thing that they do, and I like to point out is that, you know, the pump power measurements can be fundamental role in, and I think that that's important to understand. And again, um, they have been sending us some awesome resources about how to monitor and maintain the pumps. And this is one of the tools that we can use. And so I want you to encourage you to kind of download this white paper and see what you're doing as far as monitoring your pumps and equipment. So great resource.
1: Now we're going to get into the interview. You've outdone yourself today, Charlie. Finding Deepak for us. I really enjoyed his interview, and it might be, you know, because I'm I'm marketing. That's my primary lane in this industry. But like you said before, even if you're not marketing, it's a great listen to understand how it work, how it works in the industry, and the importance of it. I'll stop introducing him and I'll let you do that since you actually talked to him and you know him. I'm just fangirling over here. I need to add him on LinkedIn is what I'm doing.
0: Oh, you absolutely do. And (laughs) so this is Deepak. He's the director of product marketing, marketing intelligence, and ERM at FlowServe Corporation. Most recently, we all know the campaign Red Raven. Um, If you haven't, then you haven't been connected with us. And so do that at Empowering Pumps. Uh, But... It's so good. Okay. It's a wonderful story of marketing and the importance of marketing and his ability to, you know, adapt from being an engineer to marketing and understanding the products and the customer. You know, we talked a lot about the customer because of this interview and he understands all of those elements and has really used that to build one of the one of the best campaigns I've seen. I mean, I have to say that yeah, Red Raven is thought out. I mean, agreed. For, for y'all that don't know, the Raven yeah. is wisdom, okay, and that just ties into what they're doing over there with the intelligent pumping uh, and monitoring, and it's just so good. Okay,
1: so <laughs> without further delay, right? Like, I mean, let's yes, go. let's go <laughs> push and play.
0: I'm so excited that you're here with me, Deepak, and I uh, have been wanting to have this conversation for a long time, so thank you for joining me. We are going to dig in today, so let's start with just who you are and what you do.
2: Absolutely. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, Charlie. I know our relationship goes back to, what, five years, seven years now, and I still remember the day when I met you at the trade show. I believe it was Akama or somewhere. I believe it is Akama. That I met you, and uh, we had a very good conversation that day. And right then, I know this is a this is somebody I want to you know continue my conversation with because you came across so knowledgeable on the pump side, which which happens to be my background as well. And uh, you know we had so much to share uh, during that conversation. And since then, our we have been continuously conversing on you know how the pump industry has been changing and how. Different, different. Uh, you know, players are coming into the industry. How they are offering, and how the digital world has shaken up the industry. So I'm really excited for this conversation, and look forward to have a very productive conversation with you today.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I think it was uh, Texas A the the TPS show ah, uh, yeah. because I remember the exhibitor lounge. But you know how we are; we go to so many different events. Uh, but definitely a lot of pump talk around that event. We went to the Exhibitor Lounge and had like a sit-down meeting, and that was unique, right? And I think that that was really important to kind of get to know each other, and you were doing some really amazing things there at FlowServe, so just to talk about that. So your background, tell everybody kind of, you know, what you're doing there.
2: My background, uh, well, it it goes a long way. I started my career as an engineer, Uh, in fact, I did my bachelor's. In mechanical engineering, uh, as soon as I, I did my bachelor's in India, and as soon as I did it, I came to U.S. to do my master's in mechanical engineering. For those who are hearing this, I would suggest uh, that you get some experience before you do your master's, because when I did my master's, I could not leverage it fully because I did not have any industrial experience at that time. But, but anyway... Um, Uh, I did my uh, master's and I got into a couple of engineering-related roles. I started my career actually in the telecommunication industry. I worked for GE and a couple of other companies. And uh, it was a very good experience for me right at the beginning because in addition to engineering, I also did project management. Uh, Project management gives you the experience on the different facets of the project. It's not just one function. It's all the functions that you you connect with, you sort of work very closely with other functional leads and to see how they are working. What are some of the deliverables that they do and what goes behind creating those deliverables because all that plays a part in completing the project. So it really gave me that that level of exposure and then uh, when I was working for this company named Comscope, that I got a great opportunity to do my MBA. In fact, Comscope sponsored my MBA, and uh, they 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 wanted me to get moved from you know engineering product management to more into business side roles. And so that's how I got into got into marketing, where marketing was my primary focus during MBA. And since then, my my life has changed. I uh, I became so passionate about marketing. All the things that marketing has to I can can do to a company it's it's such a it's such a function that brings in the core of your technical expertise if you are a good marketer uh, you can use your technical expertise to really pitch the product and also it gives you the opportunity to work very closely with customers, which I am very passionate about
0: well yeah i don't, you know what I think that there is an element of this that having that engineering background. Going into product manager and then marketing, it's a natural evolution because you understand the products and you understand the process. And so now, okay, I can write, I can influence, you know, what's being sent out as far as messaging uh, around that product. So I want to talk about marketing and kind of that technical side Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because I believe... I believe that there, well, I've done it, you know, when I started my company, I was in sales and I had to learn a whole lot of marketing hats off to real marketers, right? Um, I always say I'm not a real marketer. I just own a marketing company because it's, it takes a lot of work and process to get things lined up. So tell us a little bit about it from your perspective.
2: Yeah, Charlie, you, you tickled the nerve and, uh, <laughs> this is i I'm very passionate about this topic. And when I think back about that, how I got to where I am, I'm I'm really happy about some how my career began and how I got into some of the roles that helped me position my career this way. So to specifically answer your question, I, I think um, you know marketing to any in, 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 in when you ask a person about what marketing is all about, the first thing they say is, oh, it's very splashy. You can you create all this. Splashy collaterals. You 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 come in the video. You create video. You don't really need to know anything. You but but you still get all the acknowledgement for for yeah. What you just do. make it pretty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But but there is so much behind marketing that people do not know, and you will not you will not know that until you get into that role. And uh, and I I have been I have been a marketer. I have led a team of marketers. So. So I think it is really important for for you to become a good marketer. That's why I keep using the word good marketer because you can also be all the things that people think you are, which is just creating splashy things and just stop there, right? But what goes behind creating that? If you are a good marketer, you will immediately go put yourself in the shoes of the customer. It is really important because what you are doing, what you are developing is going to be pitched to the customers. And so you want to really know how it can can make the impact. For that, you need to understand what customers are looking for today. And most of the time when you're talking to a customer, maybe the voice of customer, customer is not going to go into the details. They are going to give a very high level pain point. So this is where your technical expertise would come in because you are taking that high level pain point and now you are trying to understand what's underneath that. What could have caused this? What could have caused that? Getting to the root cause of that problem this is where your technical background and this is where my engineering background came to the fore uh, where i could get to that level of detail because you don't get a lot of opportunities to go in front of customer and if you are just hearing the pain and coming back and telling your engineering team hey customer has this pain engineering team is going to come up with like 5 to 10 different questions and you probably will need to go back to the customer again get another another viewpoint and come back and then so for you to have that background to ask all those questions to get uncover their core problem, that takes a that, ta- that makes a difference between a, a general marketer and a real good marketer. And if you don't really talk to the language that the customer is looking for, and if you're not solving their pain, no matter how splashy, how you know, glamorous your your pitch is, it's not going to work. Customer needs value, and you can create the value only if you know their under- and fully understand their pain.
0: Well, it, that is such a great point. And, you know, we've talked about this so much in our industry because, you know, at times people might hire an agency and, and put stuff together and we have to work with them and they don't know anything about the product. And we saw that, right? And so we, we encourage everyone to learn as much as they can about a product and their customer. Like you said, I, I remember this. Uh, somebody asked me like, um, do you know about Weftech? And I'm like, how could you not know about WebTech? Or same for like pump symposium, right? Like you you can't really say things like that and still have credibility uh, within the industry. So I'm similar to, you know, what is a centrifugal pump versus a positive displacement pump? You really need to understand that in order to have a a good conversation about that. But I I think what you said about, You know, having that background, wanting to solve a problem for the customer is so important. And I love doing that. You know, I'll walk around those straight shows trying to learn all that stuff. And like you said, you've got to do it up front. You've got to have those conversations up front and know what questions to ask and be prepared. And so I think you have a benefit to doing that because you understand that from the engineering side, the product side. And I always wondered about the project management side of things. And what that does to kind of lead, because I know just walking around events, right? If I get to talk to a product manager, they know all of the stuff, right? So they can go into details. And so that's kind of where you start, you understand it. And then, okay, what, what's, what are you working on as far as marketing right now? What are you, what's the message you're trying to get out after you understand the, the problem or the, the product is what I meant to say. So, okay. So you've got that you, and you've done this so well. And this is why I love talking marketing with you because I can look at all the campaigns that you've done uh, since I've met you and they're just beautiful, uh, yes, but they're also strategic. So what does it look like? What do you start? What's your starting point in marketing?
2: Yeah, I think the starting point is knowing your customer. I think if you do not really understand who the audience is, what you are, what the pain of the audience that you are, you're pitching your marketing. I, I think it's it's a it's a trap that you will you will immediately fall in and you will fail. So the starting point is know your customer and have a very good relationship with sales. This is where you know you an organizational culture becomes really important because you you put a very good marketer in an organization where sales and marketing are not talking to each other there is a that's a good recipe for failure it's it's almost like you are you're spending so much on marketing getting the best talent out there but then you are not pr- providing the platform that talent succeed
0: does that still happen Oh uh, Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay.
2: It's, um, it's something that I, a lot of organizations go through, right? I mean, that is, I don't think any organization has uh, found the perfect recipe of bringing that relationship. But organizations or, over the last few years have realized this and they're starting to do better. Um, I can tell you from my organization that I'm working for today, we, have, we understood this about three, four years ago. When we in marketing was doing their own ways and sales was going their own way. It is. It is. Um, it's, it just doesn't work, right? Because sales is talking to a customer, and they are talking about certain uh, certain problems. While marketing is doing their own thing, doing their promotions campaigns, which are not talking to the sales current problems. And and uh, and you are almost ca- causing more harm to your reputation than doing more benefits, because because the customer is getting message from different angles, and these messages are conflicting to one another. So it is really important that you work with your Create a create an environment where sales and marketing would come together and would be working towards a common goal. That is why it is also important when I said know your customer, know your customer and talk to your customer along with sales so that you both are hearing the same and you are also acting on the same problem that you are hearing from the customer rather than going in different angles. So I think those two are really critical and important for any marketer And any organization to succeed with their marketing function.
0: Yeah, I really agree with that. And I think that, you know, even more so today than before with um, the pandemic and how we have connected people through different automated processes and also just the technology itself coming towards more digitalization, looking at those and how people communicate. And how we get responses through marketing and what we can do with those to help the sales team now and vice versa. Um, It's really has changed. And I see that we've got to understand at the top level how important marketing is. And, you know, having a great team and, and allowing them to then talk to your sales team or your business development team you know, the C-suite even. Okay. Uh, marketing is so important to that process so that we get the messaging right and and really are seen as caring for the customer. We hear you. This is what our marketing says, right? It says, I hear you. I'm going to solve this for you. We're here for you. And you can contact us anytime, you know, like what is it that they um, need to hear from you? And then if you don't really understand as, um, Salesperson, I like to use this example because this is how I feel that you need to do that on the front end and before everything is set up with marketing, not at the very last end. And then you're trying to change everything that the marketing team has put together. Because I would do that, I would be like, Why can't you throw that ad in the newsletter? You know, and I realize it's already planned out, it's about to push send. And so you're asking your marketing team to go redo everything. And I know nobody wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to just waste time and energy. As an organization, we shouldn't want to you know, waste time and energy. And so just having the conversation early. I mean, from your perspective, what do you see as far as, you know, how can we make an impact in this marketing realm? What can we do better?
2: I really think, um, you know, when it comes to understanding customer problem and then reacting to that, right? The marketing could also do the homework. I think where what I tell my team all the time is before you set up a meeting with a customer, please do your homework. You know where the industry is heading. What are some of the common challenges that industry is going through? We are in a pandemic world right now. We know exactly what companies are. They are having a hard time keeping up. They're, they're, not, they're not spending. Their capex dollars are kept on hold And because they are, they do not, that is an uncertain future. So in these scenarios, you are not going to expect a customer to have problems related to expanding a new plant. It is more about operational expenses, right? How to keep the plant up to date? How can they increase the productivity from, from their existing equipment? So do your homework. Understand what the industry is going through. Take some level of new knowledge or new information to the customer whether the customer uh, receives that or do they ignore it that's up to them but you you need to have that in your fingertips to let them know hey here is a similar customer who is who is who is having issues they, they are having this problem problem x problem y i'm i'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, sure that you are probably going through the same kind of issues is that right you know validate some of the problems your time in front of the customer is very limited now in the pandemic world. And most of the time you're talking virtually. Uh, one thing is good about virtual meeting is that you are getting full time of customer. Customer is not distracted as much. But at the same time, it's also hard to get in front of customer because the customer also has meetings one after another. We all go through that, right? So it's very hard to get in front of customers. So when you get there, do your homework, tell them something that they would they would benefit from, and then ask your questions. So that you are also maximizing your benefit from the time that the customer put for you.
0: Yeah, I love that. If we can all look to add value to others, then I think we would all be, you know, much better. But I like the aspect. And I think this is kind of your background to here too, um, understanding the business, like all aspects of business and you know what's happening in the marketplace what's happening in the world you know paying attention and so nobody's going to pay you to do the extra work you know to grow or they might you know but still put it in put in that extra time to really make a difference and i think that that's where the differentiator is is looking for people who absolutely love it and want to do better and i definitely see that in you i've seen some really just your posts in your latest campaign that, that went out, you had your energy in it. You were seeking and looking for ways that you could really get this information out to the, to the market. And it was important to have key stakeholders see it Absolutely. right, so that, that it could provide feedback. And I mean, I just recently had somebody contact me based on the engineering and IoT summit that we did. They remembered you, mm-hmm. and I thought that was great. I'm not sure what their question was as far as what they wanted to talk about, but they remembered you, and I think that's important.
2: Sorry to interrupt, but I think it's a very good point that you're making there, which is you need to have enough knowledge and intelligence about the market that you are serving, and you need to build that trusted relationship with the customer. Imagine going in front of the customer, giving them a piece of information about the market that they are playing in, that they are they are learning from that interaction you immediately create that bonding with your customer. You They start seeing you as a subject matter expert. They start seeing you as a trusted advisor. Once you build that level of bonding and relationship with the customer, that's when you your time, the next 15 minutes, when you are talking to the customer, having them open up about some of the issues that they are facing becomes really valuable and they, they are really opening it up now because they see that you you are somebody who can support them. You are somebody, because in this world, everybody is reaching out to the customer. When I say, I want to do C, competitor X, Y, Z, everybody wants to do the same thing. And so so how do you stand out from that crowd? This is where you got to do your homework, go back, go to the customer with some information that they can well use, they can make you. of. that's how you win that trust with that customer. I think that is very critical. And uh, yeah, thanks for highlighting that. And this is why my team, uh, it started, it start, sort of started as a product marketing team, and then it grew into more of a market intelligence gathering team. And, and so now we have brought both of them together, where there is a, there's a team who is collecting all the market intelligence, passing it on to the product marketing. Product marketing works with sales very closely, and we are going in as a package to the customer and telling them, here is what we have seen in the market today. Here is where the industry is heading. Here are the common problems in the industry. What do you face or does this resonate with you? What are are you facing today? Can you please share your problems with us? Because we also have some solutions, possible solutions for these problems. So that has worked out really well for us. And it's something that I would recommend any company who is um, any B2B company who is putting together a solution and launching something new to really follow.
0: I love that. I just, I can feel the passion through it. And that's why I love, love talking to you. So one of the things that I was thinking is just, what would you tell people kind of getting into the industry? Um, you've been in all areas of it, you know? So what would you give is, is for, I'll say the pump industry. I know that we have valves and seals and, and a lot of other uh, components there, but for the pump industry, what would you tell somebody that is coming in or thinking about coming into the industry?
2: Yeah, regardless of where you are coming in, try to expand your overall knowledge about pumps. You know, one thing is understanding how the pumps work, the technical details of the pump, right? It's always good for you to have the background about the, how the pump operates. But in, in addition to that, understand the supply chain aspects of it. How is a pump being made? Who are the partners that you're working with? How can you build relationship with them? Because the operations of the pump is the pump is not made out of you know simple stuff. There are a lot of partners who are playing a part in it, and, and all that becomes critical because when you become a marketer and you are talking intelligently with your customer, you want to provide them the knowledge. Say for example, today's customers are all very conscious about the environment. They want to have uh, products that 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 has been that has been built that are carbon free, you know, not with a lot of emissions to the environment because they all. Work towards you know building a sustainable environment for us. So having that knowledge, telling them that we are working with vendors who also have the same goals, and this is how the products are, the the, the supply chain has worked, and then this is this is a product that has been that is completely green. It may not be 100% green, but it could be 80% green. But have that knowledge at the back of your hand. So understand fully the optics of how a product is being made. Uh, I think that is going to serve a good. That's why I believe you know marketers shouldn't look at marketing as the only job the marketer has the responsibility because marketing is customer facing and you need uh, for a good marketer to have a full understanding of the 360 or the 360 degree of how a product is being made how all the different players come into it how the supply chain works how the manufacturing footprint works uh, how the different operations play operations come together to build that product i think having that knowledge is critical so that again, go in front of the customer, use that valuable time to the maximum impact. And you can do that by enriching your knowledge, not just about you know product features, but also how the product is built, how the product is made, who are all playing a part in it. How are they playing a part in it? How can you optimize their, those resources? So I think that's, that's one thing I would t- tell anybody who wants to become a successful marketer and also expand the career beyond that. Just don't limit yourself to the area that you're coming in, but expand your spectrum. Just learn everything related to the product.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And I feel like that's what has allowed me to kind of change and adapt and do all kinds of different things, you know, with our company is just the openness and understanding and listening to the customer and saying, okay, well, maybe we need to create this because this is something that would help them. And so I just am so glad that we had this conversation. And I think you know, it'll continue. One of the things that we really want to do is highlight that importance of understanding the business and understanding how marketing can really help people succeed moving forward. As we've been talking, has there been something that kind of comes up or or anything else that you want to leave our listeners with?
2: Yeah, I I think... um... What is equally important is also how you are branding your product, right? So, as a marketer, it's really important that uh, when you are coming up with an innovative solution into the market, and and you talked about, we talked about supply chain uh, and operational aspects, but also important is keeping up to date with the technology, right? Technology is heading uh, in a direction and you have to keep up with it. Where is it? Where is it going? Pumps of today and pumps of tomorrow, how are they going to be different? Whether you, you add smartness to that pump, right? Become to change from a traditional pump to a smart pump. I think it's really important to have that technical background and to have that technology, uh, how it's progressing. Having that deeper knowledge and passing it on to customer, where you are seeing it is heading, it's it's really helps you in uh, the trusted relationship with customer. Along with that goes branding. It is also important sometimes to shake up the first thought that comes when you hear about a about a brand especially when you are making a huge technology innovation and bringing up a new product build a brand around it build a uh, change the customer how the customer views this brand as something a completely different technology and so what goes with the branding is building the right message underneath it what is the value proposition why would a customer how would a customer differentiate this brand from another brand if there is confusion then it's it's a, it's a trap you are going to fall into that and you are going to cause more confusion to the customer so it's really important that you you brand it separately and you call out uh, what this brand stands for how is it different from this what are the technology underneath that what is the value proposition what is the value to the customer uh, et cetera. So I think branding is a huge aspect for marketing as they think about technology, innovation, etc.
0: Yeah. And if y'all want to see a good campaign, a, a really amazing branded campaign, y'all go over here and look at the uh, FlowServe's Red Raven campaign. Dupac has uh, been part of that. Uh, I know he's modest and just want to talk about it, but um, a huge huge campaign that I was honored to be a part of and be able to share. And it was just, it really did kind of make you think about the product in a, a different way. Like this is revolutionary basically. And that's what we are trying to do um, is to, to create that change and move forward. So I, I'm excited to share this with everybody and, you know, just, I can't wait to see what's next for me. <laughs> yeah, we are, we
2: are, we are really looking at uh, Raven has really been a, Huge uh, launch for us, and the way the customer has adopted Red Raven, and the, the type of inquiries that we are receiving. Everybody's so excited about it. They're very really curious about it. They are. We are receiving so many inquiries about, hey, how come you? How you thought about Red Raven? You know, it's so unique, and it is. There, it's. It's like it is. It really adds to that excitement to want to know what exactly is Red Raven. How is it related to the offerings that that Red Raven stands for? And when we are able to tell the story about how Red Raven applies to the the IoT products that we are offering, and everybody is in awe. They are like, "Wow, this is excellent. This is this is a revolutionary new way of you know coming a branding a product and how you come up with a name for your brand and how you relate tell a story about it." I think all that has played a part in the acceptance of wide acceptance of Red Raven. For me to stand here that, you know, from the day we launched Red Raven, which is January to, to today, the number of customer inquiries that we are receiving is numerous. It's, uh, it's, it's like it's very, it's, it has really turned a new chapter for Closer. And I am I am very proud to be a part of it and also looking forward to expand on this, right? So we are always looking at future. So what's next? How do we take Red Raven to the next level? maybe there is, a, there is an opportunity for, for us to look at different ways. We integrate Red Raven to all of our offerings. And so there are so many different ways that we are looking at. I think innovation is considered very critical for our growth at Flowserve, And we are putting in place a lot of team members, a lot of technical um, leaders who are considering innovation as a primary driver for Flowserve, And Red Raven is just the beginning of that. And we are going to have many, many more innovative products and offerings into the market so i am i cannot control my excitement and when i talk about this uh especially coming off of the success of red Raven and what's what's in hold and what's the future like for closer so i'm very excited about where we are heading
0: yeah, I love it. And I love the, kind of the, the wisdom aspect of connecting the wisdom of the the bird and the wisdom of the pump. And, okay. you know, it's just awesome. So um, if y'all want to hear the story, please contact Deepaki's available on LinkedIn um, and other places, but we will put together that in the show notes and just, yeah, thank you for being here. I've really enjoyed the conversation and I'll give you the last word.
2: Thanks a lot, Charlie. This has been excellent. like I said in the beginning, the way we we have been working together over the last five six years has been really, truly truly inspirational. You have you have been a big partner for Flowserve. You have been a big supporter of Flowserve's offerings, and uh, I am I want to thank you for that. And I also would like to you know anybody listening to this podcast, I would I would highly recommend that you consider marketing as a career. Don't look at marketing as something. Uh, that is an afterthought it is marketing is the core for the business growth uh, marketing you need to be a true marketer for you to be a true marketer a good marketer you need to understand all facets of your business and that gives the opportunity to open some different lanes for your career so please um, you know keep that in mind as you as you think about your career and where you want to go next uh, how do you want to plan your career etc and, um, and and again, Thanks a lot for this opportunity because I have always been passionate about marketing. And I, when I talk to people, in my, even in my friend circle, who all think that oh, marketing, oh, it's a flashy job. And I always think about my, think that how do I tell my story about what marketing is all about. And so, and I do that with my friend. But giving, thanks for giving me the medium to express what I feel about marketing. And I, I would really love to talk more and more about this as I get the opportunities. But uh, but you know, this is uh, this is great. And thanks, thanks a lot to, to you, Charlie. For giving me the
0: Well, I really, yes, I really love that. I mean, it is about sharing our stories and what we're passionate about. And thank goodness we have all this wonderful technology to help us do it. So uh, it's a win. Thank you again. And I will, we'll have some additional opportunities to talk sales and marketing. That's for sure.
2: I'm looking forward right. to it. Thank you.
1: And we're back. Charlie, Deepak, thank you so much for joining us. That was a wonderful interview. And let us know what you thought. Tweet us or tag us on social media about this interview so we can share your thoughts on it and have a discussion.
0: Yeah. So excited to hear back from you because it is, it's a staple, you know, campaign, awesome topic about marketing and what we need to do for the marketing industry and to be at the table, right. When we're making big decisions because it's important. So I guess that with that, it brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening.
1: Do us a favor, subscribe, rate and review the podcast, iTunes, YouTube. We're on YouTube. If you've, I haven't specifically mentioned that. I don't think the past couple episodes, But, you know, we're plugging that. So go check us out there and leave us a comment there as well.
0: If you don't, we'll quit recording this and then you won't be able to see us. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Totally kidding. Okay. So you can always reach us at Empowering Pumps or using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast. Email us at podcast at empoweringpumps.com.
1: Yeah. And we'll be back every Monday with a new episode. So until then, be empowering.
0: Now, I've had some secret shout outs this week from Vince. So Vince, um, for, for some reason, your name would not come. Your last name would Vince not come Marino. out of my mouth. Marino. I know. <laughs> yes, I know your name, but it wouldn't come out of my mouth just then. But anyway... Um,